Hello, and welcome back to the second episode of the Tim Kulik Free Music Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Kulik, and I'll be leading you on this yet-to-be-determined frequency of journeys into sound, music, content creation, and the world of modern music production. Today, we're going to tackle a subject near and dear to my heart, Creative Commons, and how it is revolutionizing the way creators use musical works in their content and their productions. We'll first delve a bit into the history of Creative Commons, then into the pros and cons of it, including public perceptions, free versus paywalls, and where things are headed with all of it. I'll wrap up the end of the show with some podcast updates and future show plans. So, let's get started. The internet has upended artistic industries, making the unrestricted copying and distribution of creative works easier than ever before. To some, this is viewed as a threat, but forward-thinking creators are leveraging technology to freely spread their work and build their reputations. Creative Commons licensing provides the ideal framework, giving artists flexibility in how their work is shared. So, what is Creative Commons? Creative Commons, or CC for short, is a nonprofit organization that provides a spectrum of licensing options between full copyright and public domain. It was founded in 2001, and fellows and students of the Harvard and Stanford Law Schools helped get the wheels in motion for its existence. Creative Commons licenses allow creators to easily permit certain uses of their work to content creators filmmakers, and social media channels while retaining core rights. For instance, the Creative Commons BY license means others can share, remix, and build on the work, even commercially, as long as the original creator is credited. More restrictive Creative Commons licenses add other conditions, like non-commercial use only or blocking derivatives of the work. Creative Commons gives creators nuanced control over distribution while enabling viral spread. The standardized licenses are easy for platforms and consumers to understand. Over 1.6 billion Creative Commons licensed works exist, spanning music, books, photography, education, science, and more. Creative Commons licenses provide more options for copyright holders who want to freely share their work while retaining some rights. Creative Commons licenses let creators pick and choose permissions, such as requiring only attribution, allowing non-commercial use, or prohibiting derivatives. This gives more control than full public domain. For reference, full public domain works aren't protected by any intellectual property law, and they are free to use for any commercial or non-commercial purpose. The most open Creative Commons license is Creative Commons BY, requiring only attribution. This allows others to distribute, remix, and build upon the work commercially, as long as they credit the creator. Many options exist between full copyright and public domain. Creative Commons licenses provide a flexible framework for sharing, especially for modern works where copyright still applies. The licenses are standardized and machine-readable, making shared content easy to find, 
Creative Commons content is easier to modify legally than full copyrighted material. But why, you ask, share your work freely? Historically, restrictive copyright has been an artist's only means of control over their work. But absolute paywalls now limit spread and can prevent creators from finding an audience. Long gone are the days of hanging out at Strawberries and picking up the latest release from your favorite artist. For anyone out there that doesn't remember CD stores, or music stores for that matter, that don't specialize in vintage LPs and collectibles, this was the way to get new music. Well, <laughs> this or listen to your local college radio station for what was the really cool new stuff to listen to. With Tim Kulik Free Music, I spent years creating music that only lived in the projects that the musical pieces were created for. What's worse, other ideas that I had built and polished were just left dormant on my hard drive with no one to listen to them but myself. Creatively, this is a real drag. As an artist, you want as many people as possible in the world to be able to hear and enjoy your work. It was only by removing restrictions through Creative Commons that I was able to counterintuitively boost recognition and impact. Content creators on YouTube, TikTok, and Reels use my music all the time now. People have gotten to know about and enjoy my music because I distribute it freely. It has also facilitated collaborative creation and brand recognition across multiple social media and online platforms. Another major reason content creators use Creative Commons music is that creators gravitate towards Creative Commons or public domain music so they don't violate usage licenses and get a content ID flag. A content ID flag can be devastating to a content creator because with enough of them, your social media page can be frozen or taken down permanently. Full copyright music requires specific licensing that can be complicated and cumbersome, and it's easy to understand why things can go wrong here. Many novice content creators will add mainstream music without licensing it properly to their content just to have the video or clip taken down by an algorithm looking for the usage violation. Knowing what you can and cannot do and use as a creator is an important skill to know even as a beginning content creator. With my music, it's when those musical pieces are easily accessible and shareable that it spreads quickly through social networks and platforms. People experience and engage with it who otherwise wouldn't seek it out or couldn't access it. This growing reach exposes new audiences to my style, or styles. I happen to write it in a lot of them. Attributing the work helps build awareness of the original artist. Appreciative fans become more likely to financially support or promote creators like myself that they discover. Additionally, Creative Commons licensing clears legal hurdles for collaboration and derivative works, remixes, reuses, translations, and adaptations can broaden the impact of the original work. Creative Commons and copyright free are sometimes discussed hand in hand. But these are two differing concepts for a different episode. Just know that Creative Commons has a spectrum of licenses that allows users of the creations more freedoms than traditional distribution models and their paywalls would ever allow. 
So Creative Commons is a way to grow as a musician. Musicians were early adopters of Creative Commons, using it to liberate songs from copyright limits. Creative Commons licenses let fans share tracks socially, use them in videos, remix, and reinterpret them, driving much further reach than just sales. Social media influencers, YouTube channels, content creators, anyone in need of music could access these catalogs and the extensive array of styles and arrangements of its many songs. Attribution by these creators ultimately links back to the artist, raising their profile and the public's awareness of their work. Sites like filmmusic.io, SoundCloud, Pixabay host thousands of free Creative Commons licensed songs and stems for vloggers, filmmakers, and podcasters to use legally. Artists on Bandcap and other sites commonly license under Creative Commons as well. Enabling hassle-free use in videos is a major motivator, along with the collaborative opportunities Creative Commons facilitates. Notable musicians have achieved commercial success using free CC-licensed music to gain a following. Singer-songwriter Jonathan Colton offers his entire catalog for free under Creative Commons, while earning income through merchandise, touring, and patronage. Kevin McLeod is a composer with a catalog of over 2,500 songs, which he makes freely available under Creative Commons. Kevin has been doing this since the dawn of the internet, and his music can be heard in countless TikTok, YouTube, and social media posts and videos everywhere. Some of his songs have been heard literally hundreds of billions of times. In addition, Nine Inch Nails licensed the album's Ghosts 1 through 4 under Creative Commons, enabling fan remixes while still selling premium limited editions. You see, flexibility is key. Critics contend that freely releasing work devalues and discourages purchase of it. Why should I pay for anything when these artists are willing to give it to me for free? Also, there's an outmoded belief that for everything, you get what you pay for. A highly motivated artist that is more interested in getting their work in the hands of the end user than putting up a paywall and having their handout is not necessarily better or worse than someone who demands or commands a fee up front. This is where Creative Commons licenses allow flexible, hybrid approaches. Musicians can still sell albums or songs while permitting certain uses for free, like non-commercial sharing or remixes. This example balances access with monetization. Additionally, Creative Commons is not an all-for-nothing decision. Creators can release some of their work for free under Creative Commons to grow their fan base while selling other premium content. Or they can shift strategies over time maximizing exposure first before circling back to paid options. Creative Commons licensing does mean giving up exclusivity, but for many artists, that trade-off fuels massively greater reach. Well, how does an artist make a living with free content? Giving away content may seem counterintuitive for earning income. It certainly does. But creative distribution models paired with Creative Commons licensing can make free content financially viable. Musicians are selling merchandise, concert tickets, and specialized services catering to their expanded fan networks. 
A composer who otherwise wouldn't have been discovered can be heard by millions of people. And this can generate offers and collaborations for commissioned pieces or for scoring entire productions or films. Others use free Creative Commons work to attract patrons, advertisers, sponsors, or business partnerships. Many creators also mix free content with premium offers. They offer a portion of their catalog for free under Creative Commons and require a fee for any of their premium work, or for the highest quality sound files and exports. Additionally, Creative Commons does not forfeit all commercial rights. You can still earn from sync licenses for TV, movies, and ads. And remixes or uses in other paid works often increase royalty opportunities. Free content drives discovery and demand, converting new followers into revenue streams. Finally, many artists supplement their creative passion with other work and income streams that are flexible and support the building of their brand while still paying the bills. For music creators, teaching lessons, performing as obsession musician, commissions, and live performances can help round out their financial picture and keep their financial lives covered while they are building their catalog. Supplemental collaborative work, consulting gigs, and flexible schedule employment can help as well. In conclusion, Creative Commons reflects a mindset shift. From viewing ideas and works as scarce commodities to maximize control over, to seeing them as resources to spread as widely as possible. Creative Commons licenses empower that while still safeguarding key rights. Much historical evidence shows that under the right models, freely accessible creators can build larger audiences and greater commercial success. Kevin McLeod is a great example of this, and his fan base and following are nearly unmatched to this day. Creative Commons also spurs collaborative innovation, benefiting entire cultural sectors and the public. The future of creative fields will rely heavily on the strategic dismantling of paywalls, not their fortification. Embracing Creative Commons as the way and not the exception truly is the future of the distribution of creativity and creative ideas. Hello everyone, this is just the second installment of the podcast in just as many weeks. I'm hoping to have a consistent publication schedule, but the subject matter is going to be the driving force. Also, I intend on doing some interviews and delve into a number of subjects I feel are relevant to the podcast and the information ideas I want to talk about. I imagine I'll eventually do some duplicative broadcasts on subjects I've explored prior as I intend this podcast to grow with me as I take this journey personally in music as well. In the near future, I'll have links in the podcast to social, further discussions, blogs, you know, discussion threads, that kind of thing for you guys to talk about and take the conversation to another place, and video versions of the VOD podcast eventually on my Tim Kulig Free Music YouTube channel. Baby steps. <laughs> Let's get some consistency in this format first. I'll also be playing around with short formatting, some intros and outros, and thumbnail designs. Feedback is always welcome. As stated in the premiere episode, my intention is to build community here. 
So if there's any subject around the show's premise you'd like me to explore, I'm open to the suggestions. Feel free to send me an email. The address for any ideas or feedback show suggestions is timkuligfreemusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and see you next time on the Tim Kulig Free Music Podcast.